Happy Friday and welcome to another episode of the local podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jordan Hauser Digital. That's my video company here in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. If you're a business out there and you're looking to add video into your marketing strategy for 2020, you're going to want to get a hold of me. Video is one of the easiest ways to share your story and get people interested in your business. Or if you want to market yourself on this very podcast, you can do so. So if you're interested in marketing your business to the local area through video or this here podcast, go visit the local 724.com and shoot me a message. Today in studio, we have Maggie Black and Judy Tubbs of the Westmoreland Ballet. They recently acquired a space right here in downtown Greensburg at 41 North Main Street. You may be thinking, oh, another ballet school. But the approach that these ladies are taking to deliver value to our community is very unique. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Let's do it. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you guys on the show. So you guys are the uh, owners of the the Westmoreland Ballet. Owners, would you call it? Actually, no. Um, it's a fully nonprofit organization, so the school and what we hope to build into a professional company will both be under the auspice of a nonprofit board. Awesome. Very cool. And you guys just acquired a space here in Greensburg right on Main Street. Correct. Cool. Tell yeah. us about it. Yeah, so we're at 41 North Main. Um, it is a premium location downtown right in the cultural district in the heart of where we want to be. Um, and we're right next to Fitness Envy and Yemzio Bistro. Across from the courthouse with a great view of the Palace Theater. Um, we've outfitted the space with premium dance flooring. That's the right amount of cushion for girls to, well, all, all dancers, to um, avoid injuries and um, have a safe surface to dance on. That's awesome. I had no idea that there was a special floor to do ballet on. I had no idea. Well, That's- of course, for years and years and years, there was primarily just wood floors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does help to limit the number of injuries if there is a degree of cushion in the floor. Yeah, absolutely. That's really neat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You learn yes. something new every day. Yes. And <laughs> powered by volunteers. Volunteers, volunteers, volunteers. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Have powered this nonprofit. Yeah. Cool. A little army of women and their uh, agreeable gentlemen. There you go. That's that's how yes. it works. I'm, I'm married, so I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys right now are dancing out of the stage right space yes they have been extremely generous and gracious with us there they've just been wonderful and we're hoping that that collaboration continues there are lots of of opportunities in ballets to have people with a theater background and there are lots of opportunities in theater where they would you know maybe would need some professional dancers or ballet trained dancers yeah I could definitely see those two going hand in hand. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. We already have. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. really neat. So when do you guys think that um, maybe the grand opening of, of your space will happen? Right. So we did a soft launch this past weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, this past week, we had youth grand openings, sort of a soft launch. Um, people got a chance to come in and see the space. Even though it wasn't completely finished, um, we're still perfecting the floors. So we hope that Monday the 10th, this coming Monday, we'll be dancing on those floors and um, grand, grandly opening. Um, we'll have our grand opening gala on the 20th, though, of March. Yeah. Yes. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I enjoy, 
um, you know, kind of just hearing the Westmoreland Ballet. Mm-hmm. It's very grand. I like it yes. because it puts me in mind of you know, when I was in college, you know, I always used to go see the Erie Phil, uh, Philharmonic or, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Symphony, things like that. So, you know, having the Westmoreland Ballet, that's such a, you know, like a, a grand thing to hear. Mm-hmm. I like it. it. It really is. And this is an unusually <clears throat> culturally accepted accepting community. Mm -hmm. So it is the perfect place for it. And it is, we've been using the analogy of a puzzle. There are lots of pieces in this puzzle and that already exist. The theater, and you mentioned stage, right? And there Mm -hmm. are other very good theater groups in the area and the museum. And of course the Westmoreland symphony, the palace theater. Um, So the only thing really missing is a professional ballet company. And because this community is such a unique place. I think that the ballet company here will also be a very unique thing. Yeah. Kind of different. I and ballet in general really needs a renaissance. There are some huge problems within the ballet community. It's part of the reason I think so many people believe that ballet is dying. It's not because it's a classic art form. It's not because it's old. It's not because it's not interesting anymore. It's because it has developed a almost toxic way of dealing particularly with their young artists oh yeah yes that's pretty interesting i mean what um what's what what kind of problems i guess would you would you say are kind of hindering the progress of ballet well i'm not going to be a very popular person in the ballet world for, that's all right for tell for, everybody for i telling. said it. Oh, well, I, okay. <laughs> do you want to cover it as an educator oh maggie can have, i'll speak to that can part speak to some yeah that. yeah so um my background is i have a master's degree in education mm-hmm. And one of the problems we see in the ballet world is that um, the artists end up with no livable skills past their dance career, which okay. can be very short and cut short at the turn of a ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, they go to magnet schools or they go away to college and they don't um, necessarily earn their way. So um, we're concerned that we want to make sure they have workforce development opportunities for higher education and an environment that allows them to actually do the studies and do the work and gain the skills so that they can make a living <clears throat> past their career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, sort of an incubator. It, it, it is. And I also think that education in the ballet world in general is, is very narrowly focused. They'll see a talented child and they'll tell her, Oh, well, you're going to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And, and of course this ch- talented young person loves it because well, sure. they're gifted. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't, they disconnect from the rest of the world. They disconnect from life. They can't, it's just not good for these young people to not be striving academically. Yeah. It's really hinders them later in life because these same kids, you'll have a 14 year old at a ridiculously young age, very talented, Mm -hmm. accepted into a company as an apprentice. She has this lovely teenage gangly body Mm -hmm. and they love that. And then she develops. Yeah. She develops physically. And they no longer think of her as this wonderful little ingenue. And then she's no longer like the cream in the class, the, the, the perfect person in the class. Right. And she gets to be 18. She gets to be 20. And she never wants to see another plie again. But she can't read past an eighth grade level. Yeah. It's appalling. And then you have these other people who manage to have professional careers, who manage to go all the way through maybe even principal soloist careers, high-end careers. But 
they get to the end of their career and they've nowhere really to go. Who are they if they aren't dancers? There's not enough address to the physical health and the mental health of dancers in general. Yeah. In companies, in the world, period. And, you know, I've often thought that that really has to change. Ballet in itself is just this hugely wonderful thing. Yeah. It gives, it provides all these positives for young people who are training. It provides um, a sense of self-discipline, a sense of aspiration, um, time management. I mean, the skills it develops in young people, it makes them really have personal integrity. It develops those quality things. The paradox is that once they get to the point where they're ready to move on and elsewhere, the rest of the ballet world takes those things and crushes it into the ground. Yeah. And that I've always felt from for all of my life has to change. Yeah. And when I was approached by this group of really dynamic, wonderful, driven people, I, I began to think to myself, okay, well, it has to change. Why not here? Mm-hmm. Why not start here? What's wrong with starting right here? This is absolutely a glorious community. Yeah. You know, I've had the privilege of having firsthand knowledge of the young people in this community and the blessing of knowing their parents. These are really quality human beings. And I, I am really, really comfortable with the idea of taking this huge, seemingly impossible thing and trying to do it here. I think it's going to be well-received here. Right on. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. I think it's very cool that you see, you know, the the troubles and, and the challenges that, you know, these kids face and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you don't think about that because, you know, like you said, ballet is kind of like a, you know, you think of ballet, you think of it as just kind of like an older world type thing. Now it's like, that's, that's basketball, that's football. Same with those guys or something like that. You know, they go out and they twist an ankle or break their knee or something. They're done. That's right. And, um, you know, it's interesting to hear that. I mean, and that makes all the sense in the world Yeah. that, you know, you have to have everything good to be able to dance. So, um, yeah, so we really couldn't let that that continue. We couldn't be feeding into that and just throwing the kids and young adults into the, mm-hmm. into the world like that. So, so how yeah. are you guys going to then promote the fact that education is just as important as what you're doing here on the dance floor? Um, well, uh, we've already started to establish some programs with Seton Hill, mm-hmm. which has also been very receptive. And I'm just thrilled to death with uh, their department chair there is Tamara Swank. And, sh- and her vision for the dance department at Seton Hill is equally as inspiring. Yeah. So our goal is to have a high school early release program for our dancers so that they do not have to take gym in school. They don't have to necessarily have all the study halls at school. Mm -hmm. They'll get to leave school early and come and dance every single day. Yeah. But they're not completely disconnecting from their high school life. Mm -hmm. I also had a rule. I've always had it that my oldest dancers my most advanced dancers, my high school dancers, they don't dance past six o'clock on a Friday. Mm-hmm. They get to go, and if they have a special dance, if they have a test, they're excused from class. Yeah. Knowledge, if knowledge is power, then I want them to have that. I absolutely want them to have that. So there is a genuine effort here for them to not disconnect. 
And one of the ways I'm hoping to encourage professional dancers to this little unknown company in this small rural, kind of semi-rural community mm-hmm. is um, a dancer in transition program, which I'm working on with Tamara Swank from Seton Hill, where professional dancers looking at potentially the last four to five years of their career could come and dance with us, teach at the college, teach with us, dance with us, and then by means of teaching at the college, have some kind of a scholarship program or teacher internship program where they could get a college education while they're dancing the last four years of their career. Yeah. Then, you know, they get to finish dancing and if they choose live a completely different life. That's fantastic. So that's, uh, that's what I'm really hoping to do, not just for the kids in our community that are coming up through our community, but for the dancers that are coming out of that community. Mm-hmm. So many of the dancers that are coming out of that community, they've, they've lived away from home from the time they were 16. Some as young, as I mentioned before, 14. Wow. I think that's a travesty. I think any company that takes a 14, 15, 16-year-old apprentice into the company, I, I think that's unethical. Yeah. There should be an age limit. They should not be able to take any child under the age of 18. Yeah. Because they put them immediately in this adult situation and they lose their childhood and they don't, in their maturity doesn't develop as it should. Their academic doesn't develop as it should. Mm-hmm. They And then they get to the end. Maybe they have a glorious dance career. And I have loved the dancers I've known, the dancers who visited and guest taught and and danced for me, danced my choreography. I've loved them all. But so many of them have been fragmented people. Yeah. I know in some way we are all fragmented people. Sure thing. (laughs) But with so many of the dancers I've known, it felt as if they had no other options. Their family was kind of disconnected. Their social group was disconnected. They were disconnected from their original community. And all they had was dance. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be a, a tough thing for them. Like when kids their age are out, you know, washing cars or cutting grass for money or shoveling snow or something, they're they're working super hard, you know, in the studio mm-hmm. and and for you know how many hours a day, right? And for no money, and, and, and for, for no money, <laughs> their parents are still supporting. Oh, them. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's the yeah. that's yeah. the apprenticeships that's, are that's, not paid. Yeah, okay. that's an additional travesty. <laughs> Um, companies will take 30 apprentice girls or, and, and sometimes boys, girls and boys with the hope that three of them will get into the company in the next season. Yeah. But the reality is, is most of the time they don't even choose those three from the apprentice. They will use them. They will use them. They're a free snow core. They're a free walls core. They're a free Willie's core. And their parents in that are continuing to support them. Because it's looked at as on-the-job training. But it's yeah. really, it's, it's a ridiculously unfair. I think any company that takes more apprentice dancers than it genuinely intends to consider to hire, I think that, I really think that's wrong. I think somewhere along the way, ballet forgot that, sure, it's a business. that You, you want to make money, but art is different than a regular business. Art doesn't want to just make money. Art should want to make a difference. Right. So I think somewhere along the way that's been lost. And we got we to gotta find it again, especially here in the United States where it's free will for people to dance. Yeah. 
That's where yeah. you get real artists, in my opinion, people who love it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I I think it, it's wild. This is so interesting. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea that there was like kind of this, uh, this dark side to dance, I guess. Right. But, um, you know, I think every girl, just every little girl grows up just, you know, wanting to be a ballerina. And, you know, here I sit 36 years old and I had none of, I had no idea any of this was going on. Oh. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, it's pretty wild. I don't even have anything in my mind that I could even compare it to, really. <laughs> I mean, that's that's well, yeah. that's crazy. Well, I think the closest you might be able to compare it to is um, young men going into college on basketball scholarships or football scholarships. Yeah, that would be uh, like the closest. It, thing. It's yeah. closest, but again, the difference is is they are eighteen years old, right? Yeah, or older, and they have lived at home with their parents that whole high school career, and they have been connected to their community. And not only that, they're getting a college education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not it, it's 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 difficult to compare it really to anything. Mm-hmm. I suppose perhaps some professional athletes in other sports, Olympic athletes, pretend you know possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. And so few actually make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the reason we want to focus on the, what I call the existentials of ballet. Rather yeah. than you, you've got 20 kids in the room, you're, you're one of them, two of them maybe goes on to dance professionally. So give them everything ballet can give them. Yeah. When I walk in the room, there are girls there with perfect bodies and for ballet, and there are girls with perfect bodies for soccer. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, but they all want to do ballet. So when I walk into the room, I'm not saying to myself, well, this girl, ballet wants this girl, and ballet wants that girl. Mm-mm. I'm saying to myself, what can ballet, this big, powerful thing, do for this kid? Right. What can ballet for do for this them. kid? Right. Yeah. That's what, and I want the focus of the whole school to be like that. I want to bring in teachers where that's their thought process. I want to have this build because frankly, I'm kind of older and out of shape and, and I'm, I'm not going to do this Welcome for a long club. time. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm going to come over there and push you down. I'll push you down. Hurt. Yeah. And Judy really does bring that to each and every kid. She walks in and doesn't just teach those two kids that are going to go on. She yeah. makes choreography that is going to work beautifully for every kid. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes up to meet them where they are, not trying to push them up to where ballet is. She's right. really bringing it to them. It's, it's very interesting. It's I, I, I like your approach. I mean, the approach is very, very cool. And, and from what you're telling me, very unique. I think it's really neat. Um, let me ask you, what do most dancers then do when they're, when they're done dancing? Like if that ends like early, do they go into teaching or... Well, I, I know an awful lot of heartbroken people. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, when you have a kid that really, really wants to dance, I tell them, you know, that I give them the dark side and I, yeah. and I try to prepare them for that. And then I throw them into the world and I pray. Mm-hmm. But right. Um, right now, the, the young woman that springs to mind, absolutely beautiful little dancer. She left me early. She left me too soon, in my opinion, and she went to study at another school, very, very where she actually lived at the mm-hmm. school. Um, and she she labored away for for years, apprentice corps after apprentice corps after apprentice corps, until her parents said, "Listen, we can't do it anymore." And she went to school and she tried to get a business degree. I think she did, but she's not happy. Yeah, I'm. Um, what happens to a lot of them too is that they think they can teach. 
well, if right. I can't do it, I can teach. Mm-hmm. But that, that, has, that, that has its real limitations it really as does. well. Because when you're a performer, you're used to performing. There's exactly. a big difference between performing and teaching. Right. Um, which, you know, I hope that I can help fill some gaps with um, being an educator myself, being a yoga teacher. I do help train yoga teachers to be teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different skill. You know, you might be great at doing the yoga but yeah. or doing the dance, but you have to think about how did you learn how to do that? Well, yeah. You know, and it may have been so long or maybe it came so easy to you that you never knew how you learned. You just did it. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, it doesn't always equate into a great teacher. Yeah. Okay. I mean like you, you, you're lacking those, those people skills as Absolutely. well. And like you said, like, I mean, that might've came natural to you. You don't, you don't know that you have to give that information. Um, you know, I have a, I have a YouTube channel where I teach beginners how to use cameras and things mm-hmm. like that. And I always forget that there are basic steps that I'm forgetting. I get emails from people and they're like, okay, now I shot this video. How do I get the video onto my computer? Right. And I'm thinking like, well, I mean, you just pop the card out and you put it in your computer <laughs> yeah. and there it is. It's a basic. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I mean, like if you're going to teach somebody something, then you need to kind of disconnect from your own specific knowledge and, and really kind of meet them on their level. They have no idea. That's right. So, right. I mean, I'm sure that would be hard for somebody who's been in the dance business for what, you know, 10, 15 yeah. years, yeah. you know, their whole lives or something. And to go back to the very basics of, you know, exactly. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's hard to, it, I think it's, it's easiest for me to equate it to translation. A lot of people can have a ton of information in their head, but they have difficulty translating it to the specific need of any individual child in the class. Yeah. Talking to them on their level or speaking to them in a way they will understand. That's why not every teacher is the right teacher. Sometimes, you know, a child needs, that's one of the reasons we attempt to staff. We are going to attempt to staff the school with a multiple of teachers so that there's at least a multiple of opportunities for each child to find that teacher that actually makes that connection. You can have one teacher give you the same correction a hundred times, and then another key teacher comes in, and it's a different voice, it's a different approach, boom, you've got it. So that's necessary too. Yeah, we do have a lot of um, interdisciplinary educational things happening on the ground floor as well with the kids that are enrolled in the school. You know, we try to do field trips that have little educational ties just to bring it into their lives a little bit more and connect to more of their knowledge base to keep it, you know, exercise that whole brain, that corpus callosum part of their brain that music education activates. Dance does the same thing. And we want to keep that sort of firing all those neurons, build their little brains. Yeah. <laughs> and build yeah. build older brains too. Absolutely. We're, we're actually hoping to have it be, the school be extremely inclusive yes. so that we have students f- you know, preschool students and senior citizen students mm-hmm. and everywhere in between, you know, maybe some special education students. Yeah. yeah we know, already have that in the works. Yeah. We have the, all of those things in the works. 
I'm telling you, we've got so many things in the works. <laughs> I I just stare at the ceiling at night and shake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, our heads are spinning. We are. Uh, it's tough to go to sleep. It's, um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's top down and bottom up is what I keep saying because we're literally like building the floors uh-huh. and then like meeting with board of director members <laughs> and talking <laughs> them on the phone while we're dry- wiping drywall dust. Yeah, I mean literally, that's what's that's how we're living these days. Um, yeah, so that's, that's all hustle. worth it. Yes, it is. Yes, a it nonprofit is. hustle, right? <laughs> a nonprofit hustle. Yeah, yeah, it's... yeah. We really think the community has a lot to offer to our endeavor as well. Mm-hmm. You know, all these artists in transition. We think Greensburg really offers a, a livable environment for mm-hmm. artists and and a place that makes it accessible for people to appreciate and consume as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have all these great puzzle pieces as we mentioned, um, and Greensburg being itself being being one of them. Yeah. So being like all inclusive with like ages and different mm-hmm. types of people and all kinds of stuff, is there a, I guess, is the end result like a show? Do they need to perform? Like what if it's uh, what if it's like one of my, my aunt, you know, who's, right. you know, 52 years old and she just wants to kind of come to not only learn maybe, but, you know, it's keep, it's a physical activity, Absolutely. you know, maybe uh, dance and be very active in things. Um, you know, can people just come in for lessons or does it have to be like a, a show at the end or what? All, all performance is voluntary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, and for many of our classes, they're not necessarily, we won't do showcases for, you know, many of our classes. Yeah. Right. But if we have someone like your aunt who has a very specific interest and she yeah. says, boy, you know, I'd really like to be part of it. There are so many areas where she actually could there's a party scene in the beginning of nutcracker where there are adults who wander around in pretty costumes and occasionally take a lovely step yeah you mm-hmm. know there are and those kind of opportunities exist in a lot of ballets mm-hmm. a lot of ballets mm-hmm. um not necessarily in a lot of the contemporary ballets but in the classics that are provided those yeah. are always sections because frankly even in 200 years ago when they were doing the original choreography for Swan Lake and Giselle and all those things, they had older dancers in the company that had nowhere to go. Yeah. People who really just could not dance anymore and maybe were not the most favorite teachers. And yet they employed them. They took care of them and they did it in these, what we might call cameo roles yeah. or, or character yeah, like extras or mm-hmm. character like roles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Character that drive doesn't leave you. That love of dance doesn't leave you ever, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. I mean, I danced for 20 years growing up. Judy obviously has lots of more dance experience than that as well. Um, yeah. And it just, you know, and a lot of our parents sort of have that drive and, you know, and our kids have come along to that love themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She just said a, like a really important word. These children that I have right now, these parents that approached me to see if this was, you know, something that I would be interested in doing with them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that they, when they look around, when we walk into that new studio space and they look around, I hope that they feel it to the core of their being, that this thing was built every single inch of it because their parents love them. Yeah. Yeah. Because their parents love them. 
so that when they look around at this beautiful new facility, <laughs> oh my god, she's crying. No, that's awesome. I think it, I, oh, she's it's, gonna cry. If I look at her, it's, we're all gonna cry. I'm telling. I'll start crying. God damn it. Um, How old are your kids? You have kids. Um, two boys. Okay. Well, we'll take them. So one is, he's a brute. He's, he's seven. Um, he's going to be our football guy. He's going to be our wrestler. I don't know. Convict. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. And then our, our older guy, his birthday is today. He just turned 13. His name's Gio. But, um, you know, he's, he's more the, um, you know, he's he's like the smart dude. He's yeah. the guy that's like out there winning all the geography bees and moving that's, on to the states and all of that stuff. Right. So and, and and he likes sports too, but I think that the education really kind of tickles his fancy a little bit more than uh, team sports and things like that. Right. So right. I do see like what you guys are talking about, like the education is just as important as like being out there and doing something that you like to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see it every day. So, yeah. And when I see this endeavor, I don't, I see it for the love of my own children. Obviously I have three girls invested in ballet and only ballet. I mean, they tried other things and Mm -hmm. they picked dandelions while they played T-ball and wore tutu (laughs) and frilly socks because that helped them run faster before Fancy Nancy existed. And then, um, but I, I see it for the community. You know, I want to build this for future generations of children. Um, to, to fill this void. I mean, they're, you know, these puzzle pieces all come together and there's no professional ballet. Yeah. Where is right. it? It's the crowning jewel. That's right. Where so, is the, yeah. the closest? Is it Pittsburgh? Is it a professional ballet company? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh actually has several, but okay. P- P- PBT is the mm-hmm. ballet company. Yeah. You know, where I danced as a, as a young dancer. Yeah. Um, when did you start? Uh, well, very young. Yeah. But I was at Pittsburgh Ballet probably from the age of around nine through 16, 17. Okay. Uh, you know, actually, maybe uh, somewhere in that my high school time, the original director, artistic director of PBT was ousted. And Uh-oh. there was this division and there was, the, you know, his, his group. <laughs> and then there was the new group. I can't remember who they brought in. I, I probably would if I thought about it. But um, so then I went on to other companies to dance. But. Yeah. Well, that's really neat. When yeah. did you start dancing, Maggie? Um, I think it was three. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started in rec programs when I was three. Um, I danced at a, a school in, in Westview by Pittsburgh called Ballet Baroque. It's not there anymore. Um, but we did. We were close enough to Pittsburgh that teachers from PBT came all the time and taught yeah. there. Yeah. So we had nice high ceilings like we have in our new studio. and. Yeah. Um, it was above an auto body place. <laughs> so for a while, my dad pulled me out because he was worried about fumes and this and that. Right, but, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a valid it, concern. It was a valid concern. That's um, dad. That's dad. That's dad. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but we were very lucky to live close enough to Pittsburgh to uh, to have teachers there very readily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, there are other ballet schools, uh, dance schools. There are uh, lots of them yeah. in the area. Yes. Um, there's not a professional ballet company. That's right. really right. what the goal is. We're mm-hmm. really aiming. That's where we're aiming. And all these other dance schools that are existing around us, they have very, very valid, you know, reasons and very valid, you know, reasons to exist in the mm-hmm. community as well. Sure. Not everybody is going to be interested in the kind of eh, high discipline training that we're going to be right. offering, yeah. you know. And these other uh, these other dance schools where where they're 
idea is more that they want to be competitive. They want to do the dance competitions. Yeah. We're, we're open to those dancers as well. Any of them that wants some ballet to augment their competition career, mm-hmm. they're going to be more than welcome to come take private lessons, take classes. I can't count on both hands, both feet and all the feet and hands in this room. The number of dance competition dancers I have privately instructed Mm-hmm. because that they wanted the ballet to help them. But I have no interest in trying to steal them from some other right, school. Yeah, Everybody yeah. gets to choose where they want to be, where what they want their goal to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm delighted that they have this social activity with a physical aspect that that they enjoy. Right? Yeah, people yeah, say, like, really why neat. can't you go to this dance school? Why can't you go to that dance school? I say, because it's a dance school. Yeah. We need a ballet school that has enough hours in the day take enough ballet instruction in a week. You know, my 13 year old takes 10 hours of ballet a week. Mm -hmm. There's enough hours in the week to take ballet and jazz and tap and everything else and get 10 hours of ballet at the end of the week. It just, there's not enough hours in the day. So, um, if that's what you're looking for, that's what we're here to provide. That is not to say that we don't have variety to support it. You know, there's a strong curriculum of modern, Mm -hmm. um, and yoga for dancers, um, character, um, jazz, character, jazz, and, Folk, yeah, yeah. The, every all the things we just mentioned are there to augment the ballet training. The reason we want to have a modern on a regular basis for our most advanced students is because there isn't a ballet company in the world anymore that doesn't do contemporary work. Yeah, everybody is doing some modern, some contemporary work, and that's the same reason we want them to occasionally have jazz. We want to. I I have students that when they graduated and they went on to college they ended up on broadway they weren't in ballet companies they were in musicals Mm -hmm. so everybody can find their direction you know we just need to have them to have a little bit of those things to help augment the education we're trying to give Mm -hmm. them yeah and auditioners and producers directors can spot someone who has enough ballet training from a mile away because it doesn't go away i mean you (laughs) you carry yourself you sit up straight yeah you point your toes (laughs) i have a i have a young woman now who's in in New York studying. She's at college in New York and um, modern, modern. But she, of course, she trained with me in ballet all her life. Extraordinarily gifted child. Oh, well, she's not a child anymore. She wouldn't, sorry, G, she wouldn't have appreciated that. <laughs> but uh, she has a real gift for choreography. Very talented kid. In any ballet class that I can think of with that I wasn't the teacher, she'd have been in, put in a corner and used to pay the bills. Yeah. And what a what an incredible treasure they would have missed because she is incredible, absolutely incredible. So it's but oh I missed my point completely, but one of her teachers in her first year there stopped her and said, "You come from a classic ballet background." And she said, "Yes." And she wasn't quite sure what to make of the of the question. Yeah. Because he just asked the question and she said yes and he nodded and walked away. <laughs> and then the next class, he turned to another student and said, You come from a jazz background, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and so that she immediately knew that he was pleased. And yeah. I, and it is true. Modern performers and modern choreographers will deny it with every bone in their body. But there isn't a modern choreographer or director in the world that doesn't want a classically ballet-trained dancer. Right. 
Right. So the universal base for yeah. any mm-hmm. dance performing arts career. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. Even singers. I mean, uh, the technique of ballet teaches muscular habit. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons a lot of kids don't want to take ballet is because if they go into, if they're seven years old and their mother takes them to a jazz class, they instantly feel like they're dancing because they're kind of wiggling around, <laughs> yeah, they're shaking yeah. this and they're shaking that. When they come into a ballet class when they're seven years old, we're doing patmatondu, mm-hmm. heel forward, toe back, knees, yeah. you know. So we're teaching m- muscular alignment mm-hmm. and habit. So that when they get older, they can do all this jazz, all this contemporary, all these wonderful things, but they have the technique and the placement that keeps them from being injured constantly. The more advanced the work, the more important it is that they have that technical foundation that makes that, that keeps their leg in alignment, that keeps their body in alignment so that they're not constantly suffering from serious injury. Yeah. I mean, is this why you see you know, guys taking ballet, like who are like football players or basketball players or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Is it, yeah, is it about the muscular, of, like, like muscle memory? Things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like, you know, to land from their jumps mm-hmm. and put their heel down and, and land softly and not injure themselves. Absolutely. Or land, or land consistently mm-hmm. full footed with the knee right over the middle mm-hmm. of the foot. Yeah. That's why. And of course, flexibility and how to get up how to jump how to do those things it, some people that's a natural gift their body is already kind of aligned well and so as they get they're they're building the muscles in the correct way because the alignment's kind of naturally there yeah most people have to learn that you know and it really has i have had athletes over the years um years and years and years ago i had a whole class of athletes that once a month they came in and took a class. And I, I do think it gave them an edge. Yeah. You know, they seemed to feel it was giving them an edge. Well, that's uh, cool. Yeah, they do. kept coming back, for yeah. sure. Yeah, we do owe the uh, Penn Trafford football team pretty big. <laughs> we they owe. did a lot of our heavy lifting for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we made for them a class. <laughs> well, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. So how excited are you guys to be part of this resurgence in Greensburg? Oh the time is now. It absolutely. really is. Yeah. yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, the time was now for us uh, to transition into a new uh, endeavor anyway. And um, and yeah, we stepped right into it, right in the right time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, the vibe here is just kind of, um, I, I don't really know what to compare it to. I guess there are little pockets of places where you will associate a you know something with like mm-hmm. you know the grunge movement formed here and right yeah you know, that you know i really I, it has that vibe right now something's this, happening yes right? that this is like yeah. the this is the place for like innovation and really good new ideas and i think the cultural support here is so phenomenal yeah that even the little like what what April Copas up at the Westmoreland Trust would call the little C's, <laughs> which are cultural things that are not necessarily the biggies, like the symphony and the ballet. And the, yeah. but, that was my analogy. But like, oh, was that <laughs> yeah. true? I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you know, April Don't used misquote to, her. Yes, she did. She liked it. She adopted it. She did adopt it. Yes. You know, like the, like the microbreweries and the, yeah. and the coffee shops. Sort of the pop shops, culture you know, versus, right. versus, yeah. Streamlined stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
it's I think that everyone around here knows that something's happening or something's going to happen yes. and everyone's getting excited about it. And everyone's working together. Yeah, it's really neat. There's I, there's I like think this... everyone's kind of adopted an attitude that we are certainly on board of mm-hmm. is everyone's going to end up where they should be. Yeah. You know, so there's not this competition of like, oh, well, my store is this and da, 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 da. Exactly. Everybody wants everybody to make their own decisions and end up where they want to be because mm-hmm. that's where people are going to end up anyway. Yeah. And that's where they end up happiest. Yeah. They're not going to stay where they're not happy. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's how we work together with, you know, stage right. People are like, well, don't they have dance class? How are you? Because yeah. if they want dance class for theater, that's where they go. If they want ballet for ballet, they come to us. If they want ballet for ballet for a week, they come to us, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's whatever they it's want. It's cool. So. Yeah. It's, it's very yeah. much, you know, things are starting to take shape around here and it's very much starting to be more of a community over competition type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found that hashtag on uh, Instagram. I was sharing a, a video of the podcast and, um, I typed in uh, community and that's what popped up. And I was like, whoa, I really like this. So I've been using it and I've been using it a lot on the podcast. I've been using yeah. it. It's just like, it community really over is. competition. Yeah. Nice. And it's just like something that's really cool and it resonates with me. And I feel like it resonates with all, you know, of the business owners or, or, and even artists just right. that know that this, this buzz is just happening around here. Really Absolutely. Is. Yeah. It's very neat. I mean, like just to talk to like anybody about, you know, I moved back here from, I lived in Lancaster and I came back here to be around my family. And, uh, you know, when I moved back here in like 2014, there was nothing going on here. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would only come to Greensburg, go to the bar and then, you know, somebody would give us a ride home or whatever. Right. But, um, <laughs> Sure. So, right. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking like, shit, my mom's going to hear this. Um, yeah. So it was just like, there was nothing really to do except right. for like come out and maybe grab a bite to eat somewhere and then like early. Know, go to the bar. Yeah. Make early. sure you get there early. Dear yeah. Lord, be there before five o'clock because, yeah. you know. Yeah. They, they roll up the down. streets. Yeah. yeah. Roll up the streets. Yeah. And, and now there's people walking around. Yeah. Six years later, I mean, here we are and so much has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... South Pennsylvania Avenue right now is like kicking so much ass. I want to yeah. see Main Street doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, with the addition of you guys, you got the White Rabbit right up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Doe Fire's going in. Doe Fire's coming mm-hmm. in. Sundog. I mean, mm-hmm. Yo, Sundog yeah. is. <laughs> uh, I'm taking my wife there. Her birthday's tomorrow. Oh, boy. So the oldest, his birthday is today. And Jesse, my wife, her birthday is tomorrow. So Happy we're going to Sundog tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, pretty pumped. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's awesome. They offer like great food that you can't mm-hmm. find anywhere around Very here. Very true. I exactly. went, uh, I got a ramen bowl the last time I was there. Yeah. Try to find a ramen bowl yeah. anywhere here, yeah. anywhere near us besides like the north Somebody side of Pittsburgh. Somebody put in Thai. Yeah. Please right? bring us Thai. There is, there is a Thai Indian. place. There is yeah. a Thai place. Oh, yeah. Oh, Where? Where oh yeah. I don't know how to say it. I think it's called Razume or oh, something no. like that. I know. Yeah, they're um, they're kind of up. Oh, I can take you. Okay. Yeah. They're, <laughs> it's, a, it's good It's like food. a little bit of a back street mm-hmm. kind of, you know. All right. If I you forget, go yeah. up, If you go straight up from stage right okay. and then turn right and then turn left, it's right. that little white house that used to be like a bakery. Now it's, they've made it a tiger. Yeah, stretch. I think it's light blue. It's, okay. it's very it's unassuming. Okay. Yeah, yes. it's, it's like it, it looks I'll like a house. Put it in. All right. But um, yeah, Thai, the Thai there is very awesome. It's really good. Sweet. They have uh, my favorite is the uh, Thai basil rice. Uh-huh. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> That's something else. But um, And how much of this, like how many female entrepreneurs have you talked to? 
Oh I mean, my when God. was the last time you talked to a male entrepreneur? Seriously. I guess I should say. Yeah, my yeah. wife asked the same question. She's like, <laughs> she's what like are, you're just talking right? to ladies she's over like, there. She's like, you're just hanging out with chicks all day. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, oh, I, don't I, worry, Jess. We're not chicks. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm old enough we're to be his mom. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, yeah, but she did comment. She said, like, you know, you have a lot more females coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, next week I do have Tommy from the White Rabbit coming in. Oh, he's Very so great. excited. Yeah. He's been, like, one of the most suggested guests. Yeah, and, uh, he's awesome. It took a little took a little doing to, to get him to agree <laughs> to do it. But he's, he's ready to do it. And, nice. um, I, you know, I just, I'm so excited to see that, like, you know, I don't care if it's women who are doing these businesses, guys who are doing it. I don't care. If my dog can do it, that's right. awesome. Great. Right. Um, well, I'm really but in the ballet world. In the ballet world, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm really huge. happy to see this be an army of women. Yeah. In the ballet world, it it has been um, ridiculously dominated by men. The authority positions have been ridiculously on. Really? Yeah. You oh, think, I would have right? never guessed. I'm not going not to out anybody it. in particular, but um, you know, there have been in last year there were two supposed um events that celebrated women yeah ballet companies held two Mm. different events not a single female choreographer produced either of those works wow they they are the the number of directors choreographers compare male to female is unbelievably Mm. poor um you know you even like even like the youth american grand prix which is a Ballet competition, which is one of the state of the art, ba- it's like the ballet competition. Um, it's not a normal dance competition. They there's really a lot to go with it, but they announced their judges for last year, and a dozen people, one woman. Oh my gosh! And you have to realize that the overwhelming majority of young people they're going to be watching and judging are young women. Right. So it's it's really something that I'm hoping will be addressed in the ballet world. But I'm like, again, yeah. why not here? Why right. not now? Why not yeah. us? You guys are going to mm-hmm. be that changed. And that's so insane. If you guys would have been like, Hey, I'll put up a million bucks on the mm-hmm. table right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, tell me who runs the choreography around. I would have absolutely said women. Yeah. That's yep. so wild to me. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. That, um, that, that is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Needs to be a big breath of air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey. The Judy Ari you know. has been breathing into the community. Yeah. You know, I mean, her um, bringing in of modern classes, modern ballet classes, allows the kids opportunities to work on their own choreography. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Nicole. Oh, our modern. Talk about our Nicole. Our modern, <laughs> our modern instructor. She's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I'll tell you, she was a ballet student of mine. She grew up with me. And she went off to school. She danced at Le Bon. She danced at Tisch. She danced at Pennsylvania, Philadelphia School of the Arts, and got a degree. And came. I'll tell you, not a ballet body, but of all the dancers I ever produced, beautiful ballet bodies. I really felt that Nicole was one of the ones that could have made the hugest impact on the world of dance. Wow! And she came back to Greensburg, and she married, and she has children, but she's still teaching. She teaches at Seton Hill. She teaches with us. And she, anytime I ask her to do choreography, it's always phenomenal work. Nicole Wagaman Slavin. Mm-hmm. Nice. Slavin. That's, yeah. Slavin. Mm-hmm. She, she would punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she seriously does not care for me to praise her in any way. But she's an exceptional person 
too. I think it's wonderful to be an exceptional dancer, an yeah. exceptional choreographer. That's all great stuff. But I think the real challenge of life is to be a quality human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Nicole is a quality human being. That's good. You got to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's like the age old tale, man. I mean, like you surround yourself with great people. You surround yourself with motivational people, successful people. And that's that's what you start to become. That's what mm-hmm. you get. You know, if you jump into the bad crowd, I mean, we've right. all seen that story. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, our whole board is amazing. Yeah. I don't yes. know. If we, have we talked about them enough? I don't know. I'm well, one of them. I'm honest. <laughs> I am seriously yeah. hoping that they do not hold it against me because they have to know that dance is a nonverbal art form. <laughs> and this is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done in my whole entire You're life. Doing great. Still? So, so, yeah, we, we like to say that Judy's our first example of our workforce development Yeah, because in her previous career, she never really signed the contracts and never really did any of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Judy, you can do this. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Write it. I'll, I'll edit. Do it. Write it. <laughs> say it. Do it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so we're getting her like set up and, and kind of, yeah, reinforced and built up as her own business person. Because, I mean, dancers and, and yoga teachers and dance teachers are all independent contractors. Mm-hmm. There's no benefits. There's no employee. There's no employer. Uh, so you really need to stand on your own legs and knowing your own worth and know how to um, ask for it and make things happen for yourself and, and promote yourself and all that. So it's a whole ball of wax that nobody really teaches you. Um, so we're providing the mentorship and it goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm her mentor, but we do build each other up. Well, yeah, um, sure. Well, in this every is, way. So. This is absolutely a, this is absolutely a pyramid with us all leaning against each other mm-hmm. in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Frankly, things don't happen any other way. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think it's reasonable to expect any big, huge thing to come. Who, what kind of narcissistic, maniacal, uh, you know, gargoyle does it take to think (laughs) that you can, that you're going to, you know, I can do anything and I will do everything. And, you know, yeah, no, No. if you don't, if you don't have it, if you don't have the ability to appreciate the people around you Mm -hmm. for their strengths and sometimes even for what you perceive as their weaknesses, yeah, then, then chuck it in, go home, mm-hmm. curl up in bed, wait to die. Cause that's yeah. pretty, cause you're not, you're, you're not really, you're a waste of, of air if you can't yeah. do that. I mean, it's great to surround yourself with the people that are right. I mean, um, you know, I've talked with this, talked to, to many people about, but you, you know, you're an expert in, in one thing and you know, there is the whole like jack of all trades thing. Yes, you can know certain things about everything, but when you're really an expert at something, then people come to you for that. And, you know, me being in video and things like that, if I need somebody, you know, on my team, somebody to help me, then I know who to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, I have those people lined up. I know right. this guy's an expert at running camera. I know this girl over here edits amazing videos. So I dole out that work you know, accordingly. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at what we've done since we started in September, mm-hmm. we started classes in September, we've done 15 appearances, 15 shows in five venues or maybe six venues and five different pieces of choreography. That's a that lot. Fat, I mean, it's that fast. And this, this past I mean, September? Yes. You've done September all that 2019. since, since, yes. since September. Yes. Yeah. While running a full schedule of classes, 
not taking time away from class for rehearsal. Do you guys sleep? Well, no. While, no. while <laughs> meeting with everyone in the community <laughs> yes, that would <laughs> that would be willing to meet with us, while while acquiring the you know yeah we had our yeah. The, the new facility and while trying it. to get it and, and, <laughs> and building it and trying yeah. to get our feet on the ground. I think that now I think the the new facility is a real game changer because before that we were kind of ethereal. We were ghosts floating around the city, and nobody mm-hmm. wants to put their time and their energy into something that they're not sure is going to work. Right. And you put a little brick and mortar behind you. And then all of a sudden it looks like, Hey, you know what? Maybe they're here. Yeah. And And I'm telling you, we are definitely here. We're we're here. We're not, we're not, I'm not failing these people now. No. Yeah. No. I'm not, I'm not well, I'm not, I mean, there's all of ballet on our back too. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're a lot <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. I mean, in the past week we've doubled our enrollment more than doubled it. We've gained more than a hundred followers on our social media. I mean, it's it's all that's fantastic. It's blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's yay! Cool. It's blowing up. <laughs> she might have heard some of these numbers. <laughs> that might have been news. Uh, yeah, We're so having a meeting here, uh, okay? Uh, just right, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 a nervous person by nature. My, my you wouldn't know it. My brain's a bag that's full okay. of cats. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think the one of the biggest things, the best things that I learned in business so far, is just being uncomfortable is actually the best place you can be when you're, when you're comfortable, like you said, you're just curled up in bed, right. And waiting to die. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, right. everything's on autopilot. What the hell are you, yeah. what are you doing? Right. right. So stay uncomfortable. That's my thing. You're <laughs> okay, nervous. Hungry. That's awesome. I like it. Can do. Let me ask you one thing. And this is just something that is like eating away at my brain forever, ever. How long does it take to learn how to stand there up on your tippy toes? <laughs> That freaks me out to a level <laughs> that I can't even describe. When I see somebody doing it, like my my neighbor, I grew up next to this girl who was, you know, in in ballet and stuff, and she would just stand there like that mm-hmm. forever. And I'm like, "Are you you're gonna break your toes?" <laughs> it's it's wild. It is. Well, um, first of all, you need an excellent pre point teacher. You need a lot of training before that. You can't just mm-hmm. jump in, you know, every little girl wants to jump into a pair of point shoes. Absolutely. I oh, taught my oldest until they have them. Until they have them. No, my. And then <laughs> then they run screaming cry. Um yeah, I mean I taught my oldest how to tie you know, they had to learn how to tie shoes mm-hmm. to tie a knot. I said, here's an old pair of point shoes. She used the satin because that was such a challenge to tie the satin laces. Mm-hmm. That's how she learned to tie shoes. Um so it's a good motivator. Um but yeah, you need a lot of foundation work, um, and my, you have to you have to be old enough. Yes, uh, um, some of the some other countries they'll put children on points anywhere they anywhere they really don't care. They have so many dancers and so mm-hmm. many bodies that disposable. they're disposable. And right. I think that 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 feeling has kind of seeped its way into a lot of American companies as yeah. well, which is disturbing. But they will put their children on point way too young. They have to be, a, you know, a, a certain age. Their gro- the growth plates in their feet have to have been closed or pretty close or, you know. So, and they have to be technically strong enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what part of the toe are you actually standing on? Like, are you on like the knuckles of your up? Oh my good boy. Mm-hmm. Well the yes. well the shoes are it's constructed. Freaking me out. Yes, but it's freaking me out. Yeah. Well, the, shoe. the shoe is constructed that way. The yeah. shoe is the shoe is constructed with what they call the shank is the back of the shoe, mm-hmm. which is a very strong, helps to support the weight. Yeah. And then it's there's wood and metal. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And okay. then the, it's support the arch. And then the box of the shoe, uh, for the most part is of 
strengthened cardboard. Okay. But a lot of people now are using fiberglass based so that they don't break as quickly. They oh, don't break cool. as easily. Yeah, they're, but you know, the very first point shoes were nothing more than technique shoes that had been darned around the top to make them a little stiff. Little, yeah. A little stiff. Yeah. How often do they go through ballet shoes? I've, I've heard. Would that, you like to like, guess how much they cost? Let's start with that. <laughs> this is now, I don't know. I might surprise you. Okay. I've. Somewhere in my weird life, I don't know if it was at the bar, somebody, I remember talking about this. But we know you didn't drive home. We know that right. much. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> nope. No, um, mom, he didn't drive home. <laughs> um, I'm going to, like, 90 bucks? Yeah. Somewhere around there? Yeah. Okay. Between 90 and 100. I yeah. can retain information, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so, somewhere around in there. And But the thing that I am forgetting is how many times a year do the do these shoes have to be replaced a year yeah well it depends on the dancer right yeah if you're talking about a little one who's just gotten her point shoes she can have those shoes for months mm-hmm. until she grows unless out she of, right? Yeah, right. until yeah. she grows out of them because we don't put them on point of you know very you know we, once a week or you know half hour here half hour there mm-hmm. so that they're it's not grueling it's not torturous for the body but professional dancers can go through a pair of shoes in a performance. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's expensive. <laughs> I could get expensive thing. real it's fast. An expensive thing, yes. And dancers do all kinds of things to their shoes to make them last or to make them form fit, make them better for their particular feet. Mm-hmm. Really it's all neat. fun. Yeah. yeah. And the African American dancers just have to put makeup on them, but now they just this year started making them in. In skin tone. Different for- colors of skin tones, yeah. Just yeah. this year that happened. Just this year, yes. Really? Just this year. Misty wow. Copeland is mm-hmm. a, a principal dancer now. Um, ABT, right? Mm-hmm. And she has done incredible things for the world of ballet. Just incredible things for the world. Just wow. by her just by her existence. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important for us to look at those situations and those people, mm-hmm. you know, Wendy Whelan just retired, but her story of how she became principal dancer is again, another one that was just, it's just life changing. We have to look to these women and see how they are changing the world of ballet in the face of that for the better. That's why we need more women. That's what you guys are charge. doing. Mm-hmm. That's what we, that's need. what you're going to do. That well, we're Give them your tagline. We're starting hmm? strong women. Str- oh, <laughs> all my life I've told my my dancers, "What does the world need? Strong women. There you More go. than anything else, the world needs strong women." That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. I grew up around strong women, so <laughs> I love it. That doesn't mean doesn't mean nasty. Doesn't mean <laughs> ugly. Doesn't right. Mean, it means it means strong, strong enough mm-hmm. to have an opinion, strong enough to say what it is, strong enough to stand up for yourself, you know, strong enough to go into something wholeheartedly and say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yay. <laughs> we just hit the hour mark. How All do you right. guys feel about that? Awesome. I feel glad. <laughs> <laughs> Was it easier than you thought? You made it very easy. Um, well, thank you. Sir. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think that I may have just started to just talk to you like I like I was just talking to you. And that's I'm what hoping, this is all about. And I didn't say anything that made me come off as like this total. No, not at all. Good. That's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. It's all about just having a good conversation. And like I said, I'm not the expert here. I have right. I know nothing about ballet, but it's right. it's interesting to me because then I get to learn it, and we just have a, a normal conversation right. about something cool that you guys know. Okay, so. great. 
don't you tell everybody where they can find you guys social media wise and if you want to uh you know toss out the the events and so new spaces um right so we are at 41 north main street um right in downtown greensburg um our web address is westmorelandballet.com westmorelandballet at gmail.com is an email um does anybody want a phone number? 724. Oh. oh, yeah. Facebook is Westmoreland Ballet. Mm-hmm. Instagram is Westmoreland Ballet. That works for just about everything. Plug in yeah. Westmoreland Ballet and go. it'll come yeah. up. And I um, think if they want a phone number, they can get it offline. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to break it fine. down. Um, and what else? So events we have coming up um, here in town on March 20th. We're going to have our grand opening gala. Um, we'll have kids performing. We'll have some live music, food, and drinks, of course. Um and then March 1st, we're performing in Pittsburgh and in, in, by invitation only to um, a ballet showcase. So it's all ballet schools from around Allegheny. All, all, maybe of them, West all the rest are Allegheny County. Oh, we're the only Westmoreland. I think we're I the only West so. one. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. There you go. I like uh-huh. it. Yes. Um, so that's March 1st. In, and the pieces we're doing are, are Bored, uh, to Boradin. And, amazing. And they are just, and I kids, love Bored. Kids actually have a couple more days if they want to get on board. And get into the choreography. <laughs> yeah. Judy will kill me. But yeah, they can uh, still sign up. And yeah, we're open enrollment. So um, anybody interested in class can jump right in. We'll figure out how to prorate your tuition and all that. Don't worry about any of that. And um, March 1st. Yeah, I think that's about it for events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, arrange a tour. You know, send us a DM, send us a message, send a carrier yeah. pigeon, whatever. And we'll uh, show you around the building anytime. And um, yeah, I'm, that'd yeah. be awesome. I'm in charge of carrier pigeons. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what the DM is, but I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to handle the, pig- yeah. the pigeons. Or as one of my, my beloved Cuban dancers would say, pigeons. <laughs> he oh, had a thing for me. Oh, we do. We had our- he was trying to say mirrors to me the other day. I said, what? He said, you know, the thing you look at yourself in. I said, oh, <laughs> mirrors. Mirrors. I said, the mirrors, mirrors are The mirrors are fine. Mirrors. You mean the cell phone? <laughs> yeah, I know. I said, <laughs> any shiny surface, action. I'll be looking at myself. Oh, no. <laughs> they're charming and they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've got two, there's um, a two sets of uh, two husbands and wives in, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. And they both kind of came through me yes. into the area. Uh, Damien and Cynthia and Vanessa and Dave. Yes. Very cool. And they're, they're twins. They, they both have a school somewhere, you know, kind of separated from each other in Allegheny County or Moon well, They're Township. McMurray and um, Car- um, Coriopolis. So they're yeah. far enough away, but close mm-hmm. enough. And, and, yeah, and they were. And they're oh. wonderful and charming. And I love them very much. Yeah. But all summer I said, We're refugees. Thanks for taking us in. They said, We're Cubans. It's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but they, yeah, yes, but they were, and so the whole ballet community has been very, oh yes, uh, supportive and receptive. And, I'm happy. Yeah, That's and awesome. even just this week, like I was calling around, like, hey, do you have any stuff to clean the floor with? And people were <laughs> very willing to help. So yeah. yeah. That's really neat. You know, that's I think awesome. when that's what you put out, that's what you get back. So yeah. Do you yeah. guys have any plans on maybe partnering with the Palace Theater? Is there any kind of? I mean, I could imagine. You know, like around Christmas time or something like that. Me and my wife getting some tickets, going to the Palace <laughs> Theater, seeing a ballet. Well, we do intend to be the professional ballet company here in, yeah. in Westmoreland County, and we will be doing a Nutcracker. That would be fantastic. Um, I, it would be. Uh, we're 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 hoping to be able to do it uh, at the Palace. Mm-hmm. If we can't, we will certainly do it somewhere. Yeah. That would be. And awesome. then eventually, but all of our performances we hope to have at the Palace. Mm-hmm. Thinking way ahead, I have an original ballet I wrote 
based on the Borgias, pay, taking a great deal of literary license, and uh, it's called Lucretia. And I'm hoping that that's our premier professional company performance. Mm-hmm. Um, hope I was I would love the fall of 2021, but I'm probably looking more like the fall of 2022. Yeah. But I'm I'm, I'm trying to just. But I mean, when it pops up. <laughs> you bring her to see the show because yeah. that's going to be a really cool ballet. That would be awesome. I yeah, have some so friends over at the Cultural Trust. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yo, what's up? Get these yeah. guys in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do have plans and proposals for good. For I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I think that just, would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we cool do realize that, you know, being starting out, we do have some plans to explain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We sure. have resources and we have, we're ready to use them. That's good. right. To make it happen. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being in. I think this is a great place to end. Yeah. I couldn't have uh, imagined that we talked for an hour and five minutes about <laughs> ballet. And, and somehow and I, loved I, it. I, I, I did love it. And I learned a lot. So oh, yeah. very interesting. Thank you guys for being on. Thank Thanks you for, so much. Thanks for having us. Ladies and gentlemen, there they go. Maggie and Judy of the Westmoreland Ballet. Who would have guessed that I could have sat here and talked for over an hour about ballet? Not me. But... That's what I love about this podcast. It's so awesome that I get to learn new things about this community and all of the amazing people that we have living here. Go check them out on all their social media channels. I have all of that stuff linked down below in the show notes. Check out their website and look forward to their grand opening and you can drop by the studio and check it out for yourself. It's an amazing place. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week.